1: Welcome to A Very Brady Podcast. I am one of your
2: hosts. My name is Jimmy. And with me, as always, is the other host of the show, Tack. Hello, James. I'm looking forward to the intellectual stimulation. (laughs) Then you're in the wrong spot. (laughs) (laughs) And on this podcast, we celebrate the
1: iconic TV show, The Brady Bunch, as we break down the bunch one episode at a time. What we do, Tack, as you know, Mm -hmm. we break it down. Yep. We avoid it by playing sick. Only to attack it in full force, involving yourself with every aspect of it. All for you, the listener. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Today, we'll be looking at Season 4, Episode 4, entitled, Today, I Am a Freshman. Hmm. If you haven't watched this episode, please feel free to stop the podcast and go watch it before continuing. You don't have to, but it might make it a hell of a lot more funny if you do. The Brady Bunch is available to stream on Hulu, CBS
2: All Access, and that's it. oh that's it that's it that's that's all of it that's it can we just say it anyway we have to say it well i mean
1: it used to be available on amazon prime but it's not anymore
2: (laughs) no so yes so how was your week it was a kind of chat i don't know
1: (laughs) fine as wine kind of chatty you know what i mean
2: why can I never remember that? I don't know. We mean you watch that movie so many times. I know. Hey, it was all right. It was all right. How was
1: yours? Good. It was all right. About the same. Can't really complain. I can, but nobody listens. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah.
2: Yes. Yeah, I do. So,
1: yeah. <laughs> so, so, I actually wrote something down for us to talk about on this oh, break. cool. Instead of us just like BSing. Um, One of the plots in the, or the main plot is is entering high school. Right. Marsha's entering high school. She's freshman, blah, 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 Like, do you mm-hmm. have any memories of your first day at high school at all? Like, do you even
2: remember that? I do. I do remember that. Well, okay. So as some people may not know is that you were, were a year ahead of me. I was. So, yeah. so you went to high school first. <laughs> right. And so I got to hear like how the girls are quote, so fine. <laughs> oh, they were fine. fine. And that was like the only adjective you had. Right. <laughs> well, I mean you did like emphasize more if they were more fine than others. Yeah. You know. They were like fine. Yeah. So I remember walking <clears throat> in to high school and I remember looking around and just being going, Wow, she's fine. Yeah, like these are adults.
1: Wow. <laughs> like, wow, these are like adult women that we're going to school with now. It's crazy.
2: Yeah, I felt like um Will Ferrell and the Night of the Roxbury at the club at the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm Whoa. a honey overload. <laughs> <laughs> what was he? What was he kept saying? Like, hey, what was he saying? No, he was going, what's up? Oh, yeah, what's up? And then he said, like, you got to pace yourself. So he goes, what's up? <laughs> Two, three, <laughs> four. What's up? Two, <laughs> three. Yeah. That's I remember funny. that a lot. And uh, yeah, I just remember like seeing like adults <laughs> as mm-hmm. children or children mm-hmm. as adults, I should say.
1: I remember my first freshman year, um, I'm sitting there walking down next to the the cafeteria in the, the big courtyard place where we used to eat outside the cafeteria, Yeah. and um, and I'm sitting there walking, and I kind of glanced to my right over by where uh, Mr. Oakland's classroom was on the, that wing, and um, I'm sitting there walking, I glance over, and there's these two girls walking, and one of them is looking at me like smiling, Uh-oh. and I kind of look at her, and I'm like... No way. That was my first day of school. I was like, no way. I found out later on that, that she knew I was Kelly's brother, but I didn't know that at the time. Hmm. So I kind of look at her and I just kind of like smile and, and nod to her. And she mouths something to me, but I can't see what she's mouthing. <laughs> so I kind of smile. I'm like, what? And she mouths it again. And this time she's like smiling and giggling. And I'm like, I can't understand what you're saying. And I smacked right into a pole. She was trying to warn me that I
2: was about to walk into a. There's a pole. (laughs) There's a pole. Yeah, you know that kind of reminded me too, because when I was a freshman, my sister was a senior, and she was kind of popular. And so that whole year, it was the same scenario. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. I was known as Echo's brother that whole year. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. but it was kind of cool in some ways because it'd be like really popular chicks. It'd be like, "Hey, Tech," you know. I'd be like, (laughs) "How you doing? I've seen you at my." House in a bikini in a pool. <laughs> you know? For me, it was all
1: the guys that my sister was friends with. Yeah. So I had a lot of upperclassmen, like on freshman day, they come up and say, hey, man, that's Kelly's brother. Don't mess with him. So mm-hmm. that was the only cool thing. But the teachers hated me already because I was, quote, unquote, Kelly's brother. Yeah. Oh, I, you're I Kelly's brother.
2: <laughs> yeah. I got the other thing. Oh, you're smart. You're Echo's brother. Nope. But thanks. <laughs> <laughs> nope. That's again Okay. <laughs> Hmm, all right. Yeah, memories.
1: Yeah, right? I don't oh, remember my much of my, my freshman, freshman year. Um,
2: Misty watercolor memories. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, well, I remember who I had a crush on, but that's about it. So. Which one? I, I must have had tons
1: of crushes. I had a crush on Connie Haynes from like seventh grade all the way through like 10th grade.
2: <laughs> it's so weird because she never came into our conversation
1: at all. Like, not even a little bit. No. Were you, like,
2: embarrassed by it or something? Oh, I was super embarrassed. Yeah, I was
1: horrified. No. I have no idea. I was horrified at anybody finding out I had a crush on a girl.
2: No, I'm talking about just with us, because we talk about all kinds of girls that we had crushes on. You knew I had a crush. I think it was assumed that you knew. That's why I never talked No, talk about you her. never brought her up, like, ever. Yeah.
1: Yeah, hmm. I think I just assumed. Weird. Yes, indeed.
2: Hmm.
1: Cool. All right. Well, I guess we can take our first break because it's been almost seven minutes and i'm exhausted
2: (laughs) Hey, it's the longest one in a while
1: (laughs) it is yeah all right cool so we'll go and take a break and when we get back we will get back into today i am a freshman Mm -hmm. we will be back
2: Hey guys, if you love a very Brady podcast, then go online and check out the T Public merch store. They got everything in there. They got t-shirts, coffee mugs, uh, hoodies, stickers, magnets, uh, pillows, and there's so many different t-shirt designs to choose from, from tanks to V-necks. If you want it, they got it. So go on there, check it out, order a t-shirt today, or a magnet or a sticker. If not for yourself, get one for that Brady bunch fan in your life. Hey guys. Let me tell you, I ordered a couple of t-shirts to come in so I can check out the quality myself. And I got to tell you, I'm quite impressed. And I'm a bit of a t-shirt snob. It's got to be just right the right thinness of material pretty similar to like like t-shirts that you get like at target very thin very comfortable material these guys over at t-public definitely know what they're doing and you want to talk about t-shirt colors of course i only wear black all the time because it's slimming but you can get pretty much any color under the sun so go online to the t-public merch store the link is in the description of this episode and always remember have a sunshine day And we are back, Ooh, boy, Ooh, man. I hurt my arm a little bit on the last yeah, one. Did you, see it? It? you landed kind of funny on that last one. I know. All right, I'm pretending I'm in the Olympics. So,
1: have you been watching um, Kevin Hart and Snoop's uh, commentary on the Olympics? No, but that sounds fantastic. Oh my god, it's a, it's amazing. <laughs> you got to watch it. It's awesome. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. So let's get back into this season four, episode four, entitled "Today I Am a Freshman." Hmm. So let's get into this facts about the episode. Fa- First aired on October, October 13th, 1972. Hmm. Written by William Rayner and Miles Wilder. Two hmm. names
2: I don't think we've heard of yet. I don't think so. I think Miles before, but yeah? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Hmm. Directed by Mr. Hal Cooper. My man.
1: According to IMDb, in the scenes where Marsha is practicing for yoga in the den, we get a rare view of the ceiling. Above Mike and Carol's heads. Hmm. Also, compelling. I looked into it briefly, and um, I was curious where they filmed Westdale High School.
2: Yeah,
1: and it was on the the Paramount backlot, and it's it's hmm. a building that's still there at Paramount. the The part that says Westdale High School that was that was a facade that they added, you know, because hmm. that, that obviously doesn't really say that. But that's just one of the random buildings on the backlot. It's still there. You can still go visit it. Cool. So yeah, yeah. it's kind of neat. Okay, here we go. We fade in. Mm. Scene one. We're in the boys' room and everyone is fast asleep. With the light on, apparently. I don't know if you noticed that. (laughs) I didn't, but (laughs) I remember, though. (laughs) Apparently they sleep with the light on. Okay. (laughs) The the camera sweeps across the room, landing on Greg. When suddenly their sleep is interrupted by the sound of an alarm clock. Mm. Greg half wakes up to shut off the alarm. When the alarm is off, he wakes up Peter and Bobby with an okay guys up and at them when they don't move greg tries more forcefully with a come on it's the first day of school bobby wakes up first saying yeah we'll be locked up for the rest of the year Hmm. greg trying to get them up and moving says look at the bright side only 111 more days until christmas vacation (laughs) but is thanked
2: with a pillow to the head (laughs) Hmm. Man, what a terrible sound, <laughs> the alarm clock. <laughs> Just Speaking of which, that's not the train in the background. Oh, yeah. yeah, There's a, there's <laughs> a sorry, train. You have, you have yep. But did did you notice, but did Greg really set his alarm for 702 like a fucking serial <laughs> I killer? Like, yeah, I didn't notice that.
1: <laughs> I, th- I think it's, I mean, speaking, thinking of back when I was in high school. Yeah that 2 minutes man it makes you feel like you, you you got something like you you took a little piece of your <laughs> sleep back yeah fuck you i ain't
2: waking up at 7 i'm wake up at 702 that's right i sleep <laughs> 2 minutes longer than my friends well see i so, always like used to always you can't so much now cuz like our phones are alarms now but like right. before i used to always set my clock my alarm clock 10 minutes fast and okay. then i'd always set the alarm and then when i get up like 6:30 it's really 6:20 so and it wasn't to get more sleep it was to be up longer and more awake.
1: But see, the problem with that is, is you start to learn that that's what you do. (laughs) So you don't wake up and go shit. It's six 30. You're like, ah, it's six 20. I got 10 more minutes,
2: but I never did that. I always got up on first alarm and I still do. I always get up on our first Hmm. alarm, but I thought it was
1: cool that, that Greg got his pillow back from last season. So that's (laughs) kind (laughs) of, finally got it back. Hell yeah. Um, (laughs) I don't know if you noticed, but the stuff on Greg's bed looks different. Like he had a red car on the back of his bed. That's gone. And now there's a lamp in its spot. And he's Mm. got a little bit more adult type things like books and alarm clocks and stuff like that.
2: Hmm. He's growing
1: up. Like a little lamp that he almost knocks over to read when he's laying in bed. So I I thought it was kind of neat.
2: It's the sound of growing up. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Scene two. In the bathroom, we see Jan up already brushing her teeth when Cindy comes walking in. When Jan notices her, she greets her with, I'll be finished in a minute, Cindy. Cindy casually says, don't rush. <laughs> Jan, not sure what Cindy is getting at, asks her, well, you don't want to be late for school on the first day, do you? Cindy simply says, speak for yourself and yawns.
1: Mm. Mm. Cindy, don't, Cindy, Cindy don't care she <laughs> doesn't give a fuck nope so for some reason this season it's really striking me how much more mature Jan looks she does look a lot older she looks yeah, yeah. like I even pointed out to my wife I texted a picture of my wife I'm like look how much older she looks yeah, to me I think it's because she got taller and because yeah. she's taller I think she's taller than Marcia now so she got a little bit taller <clears throat> and I think she probably stayed the same weight but got taller so yeah. she looks like she slendered out.
2: <clears throat> so I don't know. She just looks different. Yeah. She's starting to get prettier. I will admit she's getting mm. prettier. I'm um, telling
1: you, if you look at pictures after they're done. And the, oh, I know. I know. Maureen well, McCormick she gets older. Yeah. and Eve Plum, they did modeling after the show. Mm. Hands down, Eve Plum's better looking. Without a doubt. Hmm.
2: So I really don't like watching people brush their teeth on TV. and <laughs> <laughs> movies. Really, it grosses me out for some reason. Does it I make you salivate? no salivate what? yeah because it no. doesn't
1: make your mouth water like like you feel like no you it just
2: it grosses me out it's just gross <clears throat> I'm just like ugh yeah it's just dis- <laughs> especially if they go like <sighs> like that like with the soap mm-hmm. and the fucking yeah oh, it's disgusting <laughs> <laughs>
1: I can tell you're grossing yourself out talking about yeah <laughs> it. all right move on <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yeah so if anybody wants to get it tagged social media tag them in a, uh, a video of you brushing your teeth so. yeah That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Scene three. Down in the kitchen, Alice is making school lunches with Carol pretending to help. (laughs) (laughs) Cindy and Bobby come through talking over each other while picking up their school lunches with a flourish of bye mom, bye Alice. And they're off to school. Carol says, well, Alice, the old production line hasn't lost its zip. Alice simply says, well, one more and we're zipped up. When they see Marsha hasn't come down, Carol decides she better go see what's keeping her.
2: Hmm. Hmm. What was in that one jar? It looked like applesauce, maybe? Like, are they putting that on a sandwich? Or yeah, it's
1: cause, <laughs> because Peter eats pork, pork chop sandwiches. Pork chops with applesauce. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Um, why is there only two lunches or
2: three lunches? Greg doesn't? Greg probably, you know, Peter
1: and Greg both.
2: Greg has specifically said that he does bring his lunch. Remember, he was like the barbecue something that one day. Well, then there's Jan and Peter as well. I don't know. Maybe Mm. they already left.
1: I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Um, Alice looked at Carol like, bitch, please. (laughs) Like, what's this production line bullshit? Like, I'm having to clean up after you.
2: (laughs) All right, Scene four. Up in the girls' room, we see Marcia still laying in bed. She says, I just don't feel too well, Mom. As the camera pans out to see Carol reach in and feel her forehead. <laughs> Carol tells Marcia that she doesn't seem to have a fever and asks if it hurts any place. thinks for a second and says, kind of all over. Mm-hmm. And I have this funny feeling in my stomach. Mm. Carol puts her hands on her hips and says, what a shame. And on your first day of high school. Carol thinks for a moment and decides she better call the doctor. When Marcia hears this, she quickly yells, I'll be all right. I'll feel much better tomorrow, I'm sure. But with Carol (laughs) lacking a bullshit detector, she simply says, I'm not taking any chances, Marcia. Marcia tries again before she leaves, saying, Please, Mom, I don't need a doctor. Carol... Still not getting it, says, Marcia. I know how much you're looking forward to high school, but if you're sick, you need a doctor. And tells her to relax as she leaves. Marcia lays there for a second, looking upset. Finally sitting up and revealing that she's dressed and ready to go to school. Oh, man. She holds up a mirror, looking at herself. Shocking. Finally asking, now how will I convince a doctor that I'm sick? (laughs) why does she always talk to herself in the
1: mirror like anytime she wants (laughs) to she can't think to herself she has to say it out loud but she like i can't do it without seeing you like (laughs) (laughs) but also do you notice how tan all the women are in this episode except Uh, for cindy cindy's not really tan but jan is really tan Marsha's really tan carol's really tan alice is kind of not so much Hmm. but all the girls look like they just laid out all day long before they filmed this episode. <laughs> in Hawaii? Yeah, apparently, yeah. <clears throat> hmm. Hmm. Scene <sighs> five. Down in the kitchen, we see Carol doing the dishes with a concerned look on her face. Hmm. As Alice walks into frame, Carol says, The doctor should be down any minute. Alice, trying to reassure Carol, says, I'm sure it's nothing, Mrs. Brady. Well, maybe Alice knows. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Alice is like, no, I'm, ser- I'm sure it's nothing. Seriously. <laughs>
2: Trust me. <Yeah>. It's nothing.
1: <laughs> Carol, <laughs> Carol, trying to figure out what could be wrong. Wonders to Alice. If it could have been something Marsha
2: ate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> She's, yeah, She says, no offense, Alice. Alice <laughs> not taking any of Carol's shit replies. She ate exactly the same as we ate last night, except that she skipped dessert. <laughs> <laughs> After thinking for a moment, Alice goes on to say, if anyone should have an upset stomach, it should be Bobby. he not only ate his dessert, but hers as well.
2: <laughs> Carol's a moron.
1: <laughs> I, I put on here, Carol, as the South would say, bless your heart. <laughs> <laughs> God. Oh, honey,
2: bless your heart.
1: Yeah. I don't think Carol decided, and this is in no way a bash on like housewives or moms. I don't think she decided to not have a career. I can't understand how anybody would hire her with this kind of mentality. Like, there's no way she just decided not to work. Like they're like, maybe you shouldn't work. Maybe you should find a rich guy, like an architect and marry him. Cause you're just not meant to be in the workforce. Right. Could you imagine her as a detective? We should make that. <laughs> <laughs> Carol Brady, detective Ages like she's a private investigator that's just a moron and all their kid, like, like kind of like Inspector Gadget, where all the kids figure it out and she just thinks it's her.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, we're making that. That would be amazing. Well, he said he didn't do it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and she solves like simple crimes like children's Damn. crimes like hmm she said she's sick <laughs> shouldn't seem like anything's wrong with her hmm.
1: maybe we should call doc mcstuffins she really <laughs> seems like she knows what she's talking about
2: <clears throat> scene six in the living room we see the doctor coming down the stairs calling for mrs brady carol yells yes doctor across the house like a child <laughs> from going into the living room Yes,
1: doctor. doctor. So, there's, there's an underlying tone. I really don't like Carol's character. I think she's like the worst mom ever. So there's an underlying tone. I try to curve it, but it's hard sometimes.
2: <laughs> Carol enters asking, How is she? The doctor tells Carol that there isn't anything wrong with Marcia, physically, that is. Carol, even still not getting it, asks, What about her upset stomach? <laughs> The doctor tells her his opinion is that it's nerves and that she seems worried and upset about something. He asks Carol if anything unusual has happened lately. Carol looks at Alice for an answer (laughs) because (laughs) she don't know what goes on around there. No, not that I can think of. Alice just looks at her with a, come on, Carol. (laughs) (laughs) She really
1: does. If you go back and watch the scene, (laughs) she's looking at
2: her like, seriously, (laughs) Look until Carol finally realizes, saying, "Doctor, could the first day in a new school cause this kind of reaction?" The <laughs> doctor tells her, "Indeed, it could, and that this time of the year we have quite an epidemic of new schoolitis." Mm. Carol chuckles, saying, "Well, that must be what it is." And then looks at Carol, right? Like that's. <laughs> <laughs> Do we agree yeah. on that or? <laughs> Dr. confirms, saying, well, there's no doubt about it, then. There's your problem. Alice, perhaps knowing what has been going on the entire (coughs) time, says, well, at least that gets my pot roast off the hook. Dr. chuckles at Alice's joke and tells Carol, I'm sure you know the prescription for new schoolitis. Carol looks at I was, not, I was, just, I was trying to think of something <laughs> funny. Right? Carol looks at Alice and goes, We do, right? It sounds serious. We know what to do, right? Like she's <laughs> Carol still thinks that this is like a real like thing. <laughs> a real epidemic. <laughs> Doctor's like, just take two my flopping and <laughs> so- <laughs> that's awesome sorry here he tells him first thing in the morning she's going to have Marsha take a good vigorous walk straight to her first class
1: (laughs) (laughs) it felt to me like the doctor and Alice were flirting because he laughed way too much at her joke (laughs) but at the same time it could have been them on the same radar like okay this lady's a moron you get this right (laughs) and Alice is like yes I live with them so that's why they're like (laughs) looking at each other like "Ah, I got it okay (laughs)
2: And Carol's like, well, we'll take care of it. And then Doctor probably went to Alice before, like, like you understand. You get, like, this is not a real thing, right? She just scared me. <laughs> and Alice is like, yeah, I get it. You'll explain it to, that's their mother. You'll explain it to her, right?
1: Yeah. It would be funny if the doctor just turned to Alice is like, okay, ma'am, your kid is fine. Oh, no, she's the mom? Oh, shit. <laughs> oh <shit. laughs> the Alice goes. The
2: doctor goes to Alice before, I'll be praying for you. As soon as Dr. leaves, Carol's like, I better call Mike and let him know what's going on. With the doctor. Mike, he said it was new scolitis. <laughs> uh, don't they need
1: antibiotics for that? That's
2: penicillin, right? They need that? <laughs> oh, and Mike just laughs. <laughs> oh, honey. <laughs> Let me talk to let me talk to Alice.
1: <laughs>
2: He's like Alice, you got this right, Mister Brady. <laughs> just, just, Mike just laughs at her on phone, like new school eyes. Carol thinks that's a thing. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Alice is like, yeah, I'll see you for dinner. He's like, all right. <laughs> so, like, because <laughs> the doctor said it was like new school you know, because right. like. <laughs> Because, like, well, she's got nerves. You know, she's nervous about something. And she's like, well, she's starting a new school. And then Carol actually says to the doctor, could the first day of school cause someone to worry? Like, she has no idea. <laughs> That's when the doctor just looks at Alice and then looks at her. And Alice just is like, I don't know.
1: So, was was Greg already in high school when when Carol and Mike met? No? What do you mean? Or did she just not give a shit enough about Greg's first day of school (laughs) to see that it made him nervous?
2: (laughs) Greg was just not dramatic like Marsha is. He just sucked it up and went.
1: (laughs) Hmm. All right. right. Scene seven. Back in Marsha's room, we see Marsha, Carol, and Mike, and we hear Marsha say, Tomorrow? I don't think I can. It's not just my stomach, but my throat feels kind of scratchy. Mike, not putting up with anything, tells her sternly, now, Marsha, the doctor says there's no reason that you can't go to school tomorrow. Carol, trying to help, looks at Marsha and says, honey, there's nothing to be afraid of. Marsha seems to take offense to this, answering with, afraid? Who's afraid? Mm -hmm. When Carol and Mike just look at her, she replies, I am. Mike asks why, while Carol asks, what is it, honey? Honey? Marsha gets up and walks to her dresser. Marsha points out her trophies and says this. As as Marsha goes through all her awards, Carol tells her they just prove that she was a very popular girl. Not that she's talented. (laughs) Marsha replies, telling Carol, were is right. All my best years are behind me. (laughs) Mike, seeing how silly this is, says, oh, come on, Marsha. You're going to high school, not a home for the aged. Which I that was a weird way of saying nursing home, but okay. <laughs> <clears throat> Marsha then says, perhaps the real reason all of my uh, friends are going to tower high while I'm going to Westdale just because of this dumb street we live on. Mike nods and says, that's it. That's what I thought. Carol, just not seeing it says, Oh honey, you'll make new friends in no time. Marsha continue with, with with the dramatic says, I'll be a nobody. Marcia Brady, Miss Anonymous. Mm-hmm. Mike then drops some truth on the ladies with Marsha. There's an old saying, you can't take a step forward with both feet still on the ground. Carol speaks up saying, and it'll be a lot easier to take that first step than you think. Marsha thinks for a moment and says, I'll try, but I'll bet my foot lands right in my mouth. Mike and Carol
2: laugh. <laughs> so here we go with awards and trophies again. This is like yes. the third episode that they're mentioned. <laughs> and uh, Mike's face after he says his little saying about both feet on the ground. I thought it was really good. You had a really yeah, good face. Yeah, yeah.
1: Just his reaction to it where he stops and he's like, shit, maybe that was kind of dumb. <laughs> or does that make <clears> sense? <laughs> yeah. Did you notice the trophy behind
2: Marsh's? or I'm sorry, the the poster behind Marsh's bed? Um, yes, I actually, I did it cause I looked right at it going and yeah. I, I remember thinking I've seen that before. Okay. So I, I did a little bit of slight, tiny little bit of deep dive into it because oh, I okay. wondered
1: what the fuck is butterfly of love? What is that? I, I just thought it, it was a it?
2: generic saying, you know, yeah. just to make well, it, it
1: turns out Glenn Campbell did a song and part of the lyrics was butterfly of love. So I think okay. it's from a Glenn Campbell song. I just don't think they'd come out and say it, but, but I think that's what it was. <clears throat> but okay. I also put Marsha has a ukulele sitting on her dresser. Yeah. Right. If she plays ukulele, then why did Bobby need somebody to play it for him? <laughs> she has
2: one. He acts like he had never seen one before. Maybe that was one from Hawaii.
1: Maybe. No, no. Maybe. Cause
2: she had it in previous seasons. Okay. I don't know.
1: <clears throat> also, uh, Mike's perm, like much yeah. like Marsha's middle school popularity is gone
2: because <laughs> it's out of the Hawaiian humidity. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. But don't worry. It'll come back. Okay. Scene eight. Out in the backyard, we see Peter carrying a pail of what looks like concrete. It looked like it to me. They Later on, they clarified that it's clay or or some kind yeah. of
1: mud, but to me, it looks like concrete.
2: He sits it down, and we see he also has a piece of wood, some pipe, and some chicken wire. As he starts working, Greg comes walking up. Peter pipes up with excitement, telling Greg to guess what he's doing. Greg looks at the tool and thinks for a moment, finally landing on "You're Dr. Frankenstein and you're building a monster. Peter simply says no and says, I joined the science club at school and I'm building a volcano. And when I'm finished, I can make it erupt. And when it erupts, smoke's going to come out and real molten lava is going to ooze all over the place. Greg, not impressed, simply says, good luck but before leaving, offers Peter advice. If any of that gets on the patio, Alice will kill you. Peter gets back to work, and when he sees Jan walking up, he launches into his explanation all over again, asking, Guess what I'm doing? Jan looks for a second and guesses that he's building a chicken coop. When Peter says no, Jan laughs at her joke, as Peter explains that he's building a volcano, and says, When I'm finished, I can make it erupt, and smoke's going to come out, and lava's going to ooze all over the place. Jan, also not impressed, warns Peter that if he gets any on the patio, Alice is going to kill him. Soon, Bobby and Cindy walk up. This time, Peter isn't as excited as he was before, and just simply says hi. Peter and Cindy get curious and ask what he's doing. But Peter, disappointed that Jan and Greg didn't care, simply says, oh, you you wouldn't be interested. Bobby and Cindy, now hooked, argues, asking, how do you know? Peter retorts, because nobody else around here is. Cindy continues arguing, saying, well, maybe we are. Peter once again launches into his explanation, saying, I joined the science club at school, and I'm building a volcano, and when I'm finished, I can make it erupt, and when it erupts, smoke will come out, and lava will ooze all over the place. Bobby and Cindy, completely fascinated, say, wow, that's pretty neat, and even offer to help. Peter gets excited now and agrees to let them, but not before a warning. He tells them if they get (laughs) any on the patio, Alice is going to kill them. Hmm. Why does Peter and Greg have the same hair?
1: Like they literally have the exact same hairstyle.
2: <laughs> i don't know but jan has braces i noticed in the scene i noticed that yeah that's weird is it mm.
1: you would have think you would have thought they wrote it into the show but
2: well i mean they already did the marcia braces episode so mm, that's true hard Where she's like i'm ugly ugly and she's of course looking at herself in the mirror i'm mm. ugly doesn't bobby have braces at one point too yeah i think next season he has braces
1: yeah <clears throat> Hmm, interesting.
2: Well, Jan had them, so Bobby had to get them too. You know, it's kind of funny when like TV shows have kids and then they go through their braces phase, and you know, it's you know, it's not actually obviously it's not the show getting them braces; it's right. like child actors' parents getting them braces, right? Mm-hmm. So I've seen an episode in TV shows where the family is supposed to be like completely broke, but yet now <laughs> here's their kid having braces. You know. And I've seen it in a ch I don't remember what show it was, but they had to like write it into how the fuck they afforded how they could afford <laughs> braces on their kid when they can barely pay their rent, you know? Yeah. And it was kind of funny.
1: It's awfully cool that you won that contest and the winner got braces. <laughs> got free braces. Wow. <laughs> Good thing you came across that
2: organization that gives out free braces to poor kids. Yeah, it was something dumb like that. Or, I don't remember, it was like I don't even remember what it was, but it was hilarious. I I was kind of
1: surprised that they didn't tie um, Peter's volcano into Hawaii. Because it would have been really easy to just throw in a simple line. Yo, yeah, being in Hawaii got me thinking. It would have been really easy, but maybe maybe they were filmed out of sequence and this was filmed first. I don't know. Yeah, possibly. (laughs) Scene nine. In the den, we see Mike walk over to a bookshelf. Grab a book and open it just as Greg walks in with a, Dad, Mom said you wanted to talk to me? Half distracted, Mike's attention is sparked as he says, Oh, yeah, Greg, listen, I wanted to talk to you about Marsha. Greg, concerned for his sister, asks, She isn't real sick, is she? To which Mike replies, No, no, she's not sick at all. She's just so uptight about high school, she's come down with some imaginary symptoms. Greg, confused, asks, What's she uptight about? She was a big wheel in junior high. Mike tells Greg that that's the problem. She's afraid she'll develop a flat tire. Hmm. Greg thinks this is so funny. Replying with that's so funny.
2: (laughs) I I thought that was funny. It was a good delivery by him. It was (laughs) Greg
1: still confused says, but she shouldn't have any problems. I mean, she's a cool chick. Okay. Mike says he agrees, but it doesn't change the fact that she's still worried. Greg thinks for a moment and says, now that I think about it, I was a little uptight when I started there too. All my friends went to different schools <clears throat> Mike seeing what Greg is saying tells him that it's the same with Marcia so he should know how it feels. Greg then tells Mike he had butterflies in his stomach he thought were but hmm. <clears throat> Greg then tells Mike that he had butterflies in his stomach that he thought were woodpeckers hmm. hmm. He said Wooden Pecker. So, <laughs> Mike, then, Mike then tells Greg that he thinks he could help her by introducing her around a bit. Sort of breaking the ice for her. Because once she gets started, she'll be all right. Greg agrees and continues football practices tomorrow. That'd be a good place to start to introduce her to some of the guys. Mike, perhaps not reading through the lines, says, hey, that's a good idea. <laughs> now, you know, I could introduce her to the whole football team.
2: <laughs> that'd be a good place to get some dick right whole football team
1: no okay.
2: well you're gonna make sure she's wearing the shortest of skirts right <laughs> yeah she could join
1: practice she could be the center right right <laughs> <The> center. <clears throat> you didn't think it was weird that he called the sister a cool chick like <laughs> like my exact note is cool chick that's your sister man like
2: like <laughs> Um, I can see why someone would think it's weird, but I don't know. I mean, I could see like referring to my sister as being a cool chick, but would you use the term chick only if I was talking about, I don't know. Well, that's like, it's a little weird. It's not that weird, but it's a little weird. Yeah.
1: Well, it's like you, I'm, you can recognize like all joking aside, you can recognize that your sister is stereotypically attractive. Like guys would find her attractive. Right. Yeah. Right. And I choose those words correctly. You know what I mean? Just, <laughs> yes, yes. But you would never say, "Yeah, know, my sister's a hot chick. Like you would never no, say that because it's I would never sister. say a hot chick. No. Right. So why would you say my sister's a cool chick? You would say, well, my sister, you know, is pleasant to be around or my
2: sister's not bad or you wouldn't say cool chick. <laughs> I think by saying "cool chick," he's just kind of saying like, I don't know. It kind of gives a different impression other than she's cool. Like well, I mean, a cool I think, chick meaning like she's a cooler chick than most other girls.
1: Well, I want to say in previous seasons, I've heard him refer to girls that he likes as a cool chick.
2: Yeah, so that's maybe. why it,
1: it bothers me a little bit. But. Gotcha.
2: Then again, he is like fucking her behind scenes, so that's true. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I love how Mike, that you know, the, the dad. Uh, makes this seem like it's like a task for Greg that only Greg is qualified for. Right? <laughs> because really what he's saying is, hey, your sister's kind of being a pain, being dramatic. Can you take her to school and like introduce her to your friends? But of <laughs> course, if he was to say it like that, he'd be like, oh, come on, dad. I man, I don't want my sister hanging around with me all day. <clears throat> but if he if he approaches it in this manner, he's like, now listen, <laughs> I <laughs> think if only you can understand this, if you go and do that, you know, I think you know. it kind of makes Greg feel like he's, you know, you know, being a gentleman or being a man or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was kind of neat. But also I put down nothing gets rid of butterflies like getting some dick. <laughs> That's basically I mean, what I
2: saying. assume. I assume, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Scene 10. At the kitchen table, we see a close up of Marsha playing with her food. The camera pans out to show Marsha not really eating. Greg asking if she can hurry up because he'd like to meet some of the guys before first period. Marcia, standing her ground, asks Greg if he minds if she finishes her breakfast. Greg smiles and quips, not if it doesn't turn into your lunch. (laughs) Carol, who's been at the fridge this whole time, speaks up (laughs) saying, you had better drink up. It's getting late. Greg, seeing that he's backed by Carol, speaks up again, telling Marcia to come on so they can make some tracks. But just then, Marcia remembers something, jumps up, and tells Greg that she'll be down in a minute. Greg, growing frustrated, throws down his napkin and stands up with a, Mom, she's just stalling. Carol sees what's going on and is probably more sympathetic about it than Greg is and says, All right, honey, be patient with her. She'll make it. Greg reluctantly agrees to, but warns Carol that if she wants him to introduce her around, he better do it before he graduates next year. (laughs) Carol sarcastically acts sympathetic, saying, aw, he's not (laughs) that (sighs) bad. Yeah, I put down, what the fuck is up with Carol? (laughs) Why does she reply that that way? (laughs)
1: Like she, like you're not even exaggerating. That's how she replied. Like, yeah, that's exactly what she did.
2: <laughs> it's like, oh, you're being dramatic. It's okay for my daughter too, but you, know, yeah, exactly. Be dramatic.
1: Yeah, Carol's being or, uh, Marsha's being dramatic about something that she's known was going to happen for years and years. You're asking Greg to do you a favor by showing her around. He's getting mm-hmm. frustrated because she's going to make him late for school. And you come back with, oh, not that, that bad. So say that to Marsha. I bet you won't. <laughs>
2: <laughs> also what the fuck was Marcia eating what was that i didn't even notice i thought it was eggs i thought i don't know it looked but, disgusting though but anyways <laughs> but did you did you see Carol the cereal on the counter no it was called wakey flakies <laughs> 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 it was adorable. that's
1: awesome <laughs> wakey flakies all, you almost have to say it with a
2: lisp it just sounds <laughs> wakey funny. flakies Wakey flakies. You want, you want some wakey flakies? Mom? Where's my wakey flakies? <laughs> we need to make a commercial and run it on the podcast. It'd be <laughs> funny if yeah, yeah. It'd be funny if 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 Mike was
1: eating them and he's all like manly and mad because he's late for work. Will you just leave me alone and let me eat my wakey flakies? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> <clears throat> all right, scene eleven. Marcia, now up in her room, is trying different hairstyles. She puts her hair into a pigtails, but says, no, that's definitely junior high. She sighs and pulls it up on top of her head, but decides that it's not sophisticated either, saying that she looks like an immature child. (laughs) Just then Greg yells up, Marcia, how about it? Marcia yells back, just a minute, as she looks in the mirror trying to figure out her hair. She decides if she can't look sophisticated, she's going to act sophisticated. Mm. Greg yells her name again, and Marsha angrily yells back, I'm coming. But she changes it to, I'm coming, Gregory, (laughs) and leaves walking prim and proper. (laughs) Yeah, I I put down, I I really don't think any high school boy cares how mature a freshman girl is. Like, I don't. (laughs) Right. I, I don't.
2: Yeah, I don't, I remember being a senior go, "Man, look at that friend. Look how mature she is and sophisticated."
1: <laughs> I don't remember I mean I know we're not we weren't girls, but I don't remember my first day of freshman high school thinking, "Man, I sure hope I look mature to these people." I was wearing the same <laughs> shit I was wearing in junior high. I didn't care. Like
2: <clears throat> my mullet was still blowing in the breeze. I didn't give a shit. <laughs> it's true. True. All right, scene 12. At Westdale High School, finally, we see a teacher carrying a book as she walks down a sidewalk. Where we see Greg and Marcia walking side by side. Greg asks her how she likes Westdale. Marcia tells him it's not much bigger than junior high. Just then, the bell rings and Marcia panics, asking if it's the bell for first period. Greg tells her to relax and that it's only the warning bell. As he says this. A couple guys walk by with a, hey, Greg. After he walks away, Greg calls him back to introduce him to Marsha. He tells Marcia that it's Tom Peterson and Dick Corsup. They both say hi. Marcia says, I'm delighted to meet you, boys. Greg, seeing things are a little awkward, tells him that Marcia is just starting there this term. Marsha speaks up. And again, telling them how it's so beneficial to her to be away from those children in junior high and to be with people of her own mature growth. <laughs> the boys, is completely confused by what she's saying. Simply say, yeah, well, we hope you like it here at Westdale. Marshall responds, telling them I'm positive that'll be the case and that she's looking forward to the intellectual stimulation. And with it, see you boys, she leaves to go to class. The boys look at each other, then at Greg and ask, what's with your sister? Greg simply says, I'm not sure that was my sister.
1: (laughs) Hmm. Uh, So we're watching this scene and Megan's in the kitchen. (laughs) And I hear Megan go, where's Harry? (laughs) What? (laughs) That's the name of the big boys. (laughs) what the name of the boys the name of the boys are tom peterson and dick scary. Oh, <laughs> so tom, like, <laughs> yeah. tom dick and harry sorry did well, you here. ever
2: did you ever watch uh third rock from the sun no that was the name of them was tom dick and harry oh wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. uh, actually it was scene- tommy dick and mm. harry
1: scene 13 Out in the backyard, we see Peter working on his volcano with Mike in the background getting out of his car. Peter greets him with a, hi, dad. Mike replies with a, hi, Pete. And after seeing what he's working on, asks how his volcano is coming. Peter tells him, great. And right now, it's in what scientists call the caldera stage. Mike hears what he's saying and says, caldera stage, huh? Looks more like it's in the chicken wire period to me. (laughs) Mike busts out with a few dad jokes in this one. It's funny. <clears throat> then laughs at his own joke. Hmm. In the background, we see Marsha walking up, coming home from school. Mike asks her how school went, but Marcia simply walks by ignoring him. Peter sees this happen and asks Mike, gee, what's with her? Mike, just staring in the direction of Mar- Marcia, simply says, I don't know. Peter, still talking about his volcano, says, when I'm finished, I'm going to make it erupt. Mike seeing something is going on with Marsha still tells Pete uh, later, Pete, I think we got another eruption on our hands. Mm-hmm. Peter is still talking to himself about his volcano says, and little puffs of smoke are going to come out and lava's going to ooze all over the place.
0: Hmm. Yeah.
2: So it's because Marsha comes walking in and, and then Mike's just like, Hey, how's the first day of school? Mm-hmm. Marsha fucking ignores him and just walks she on by. Does. I fucking hit why do girls do this? I don't think like, all
1: girls do it but yeah, I see a
2: lot that. of girls do. They think it's okay. Like I get I have employees at work that do this. Yeah. <laughs> they look like they're mad and be like, "Hey, what's going on? You all right?" And they just like ignore me. I'm like, "Really?" <laughs> like <laughs> because whatever going on in their life is they don't have to deal with another person. You know, it's just like mm. Really? So you're allowed to be a dick to other people because you have something going wrong?
1: That's when you say, "Why don't you go home?" Because if you're not going to talk to me, you're probably not going to talk to anybody else. So uh, we can't <laughs> have that. So just why don't you just go home for the day? That's what I would
2: do. I usually don't even do that. I just finally go up again and go, "Hey, what's what's up?" Like are you mad about something? Like what? And usually they'll start talking to me. But of course, there's nothing um, I did. It's just something in their personal life, and it's just fucking annoying and it pisses me off. <clears throat>
1: Yeah, that, 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 yeah, I don't, I don't care for that either. That kind of annoys me. Well, they do the same thing now. The newest thing is social media. Be like, <laughs> why can't anybody just treat me with respect? I hate people. And then and anybody comments going, I just don't want to talk about it. Just, I'll be okay. I just, I just don't want to talk about it. Well, then why did you put it on social media? <laughs> exactly. Like, why are you walking through work stomping around, act like you're pissed and telling everybody you don't want to talk about it? <laughs> then act normal and people won't ask you what's up. Funny
2: how that works, isn't it? <laughs> um, exactly.
1: I put down poor Peter, man. He's, he's the only one excited about this volcano. <laughs> well,
2: it's not true. Cindy and Bobby are excited about it. That's
1: true. Yeah. Yeah, they are. But, I mean, yeah. It's just, it would suck, though. You know what I mean?
2: <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> scene 14. In the house, we see Marcia beginning to walk up the stairs and Mike behind in the distance yelling for her. When he finally catches up, Marcia stops and turns around as Mike says, I want to talk to you. When they are finally face-to-face, Mike asks what happened at school today. Marcia replies, nothing, Dad. Zero. It started out terrible and got worse. She begins to cry as she goes upstairs to her room. Mike then hears the front door opening. He turns around to see Greg come in and slam the door. When he calls Greg's name, Greg answers with an abrupt, What? When Mike asks him what happened to Marcia at school today, Greg tells him, Marsha acted like a jerk. That's what happened. She made a jerk out of me. And then he begins to imitate Marsha saying, it's so beneficial for me to be away from the <laughs> children at junior high. <laughs> mm. Mike I was waiting st- <laughs> for that. I, was, I knew that was going to come back. <laughs> Mike then stops Greg saying he doesn't understand. Greg continues. I'm looking forward to the intellectual stimulation. And then with an uh, he tells Mike he wishes he hadn't asked him to introduce her around. But Greg, not realizing that Marsha has been at the top of the stairs listening, and we hear Marsha's voice say, So that's why you did it. Marsha begins yelling, saying, Even my own father knew I wouldn't be popular. She follows all this up with, I hate high school. I hate it. I hate it. And I hate all of you. And I wish I was a dinosaur. Because <laughs> then I'm Danged. greg gives mike and i'm sorry look
1: <laughs> so why why is greg and marcia so shallow you know what i'm saying like the like and carol kind of pushes them to be that way too like why is it so important to be popular
2: i don't know like she's
1: like i used to go i wasn't popular the first day like but I mean yeah. but who cares about being popular is that really what i mean I would think at some point, like if when my father was alive, if I came home, I was like, you know, Dad, I really hate high school because, like, you know, I'm not popular at all. He'd come back with, "Well, your ass better be popular on that po- report card. That's the only thing that's the important about school, isn't it?
2: <laughs> like, Who gives a shit about being popular? God, I'd be populating the maze on that report card. <laughs> Otherwise, my hands gonna be popping across your ass. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: You're going to be popular in your room when I ground your ass for not getting good grades. Like <laughs> the most popular person
2: <laughs> <No, I can't. laughs> gonna so with that homework.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of shit my dad would have said. My dad wouldn't say, well, let's get your brother to introduce. No, no. Like, that. <sighs> like if it was my daughter, like me and Caitlin have this kind of relationship. If Caitlin came home, was like, you know, dad, I'm, I'm, I'm really worried that I'm not going to be that popular. 100%, I would bust out with, well, you probably be so weird. (laughs) Don't be so weird. You probably be popular. I don't know. Maybe dress better. Like we have that kind of relationship. (laughs) Maybe dress better. And I don't know. Because joking makes everything better. (laughs) Okay. So, on that note, we're going to take our second break, Tech. All right. Yes. So, Mike has tried to help Marsha by having Greg show her the ropes. But when Marsha finds out she's pissed will she be pissed forever Tack hmm will she ever actually become a dinosaur like Tack says <laughs> we'll see we'll be back
0: comic book fan, we've got a few questions for you. Were you obsessed with X-Men as a kid? Did you stand in line to get a copy of The Death of Superman in the Black poly bag? Did you buy every image comic, no matter how long it took to hit the shelves? Then have we got the show for you. Wizards, the podcast guide to comics, is the podcast where Adam and Michael re-examine the 90s comic book boom through the pages of Wizard Magazine and explore the world of gimmick covers, massive crossover events, and 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 find out if those 20 copies of X-Force No. 1 you stashed in your long box really did put your kids through college. And that's not all. We also bring you exclusive interviews with former Wizard staff members who tell behind-the-scenes stories from the guide to comics that defined a generation in our special series, The Wizard Files. And wait, there's more. You'll get mini-episodes with 90s comic book reviews and more nostalgic fun. Wizards, the podcast guide to comics is brought to you by the Retro Network every Wednesday. So subscribe today on your favorite podcast app. And remember to keep your books bagged and boarded.
2: we are back i wasn't about to attempt that that move because no
1: no because if you would have landed on the corner of that table like you were heading towards man it would have been right up your butthole like that would have been like <laughs> Gross. that would have been like a prison rape situation you know what i'm saying like oh my god yeah no that's what i was saying the whole time you're doing it but <clears throat> i just right. chickened out couldn't do
0: it yeah
1: that's okay um so in this episode, we talk about we're they're talking about a couple of different things. And one of the, the subplots or the main plot, whatever you want to call it, is school clubs. You know, like Marsha yeah. talks about clubs she's been in. Like, I, I don't even know if we ha- did. We have school clubs wearing in school, like extracurricular
2: school clubs. Yeah. What were you in any? Uh, sorry. Um, no, not not official like clubs. No. My sister was, though. What was she in? I don't even know. She was in all kinds of because she was, like, popular and it looks good for, like, colleges and stuff like Mm. that. So she was in a a lot of different ones. I don't even remember Mm. them all.
1: We did um, drama and and chorus. That's kind of a school club, right?
2: Yeah, I think so. Mm. What about middle school?
1: Were you in any clubs in middle school? No. Did we have any in middle school? I don't know. I don't know. I, I did find out that way back in the day at Kennedy, they had a football team. What? Yeah, like I we were out one time because like, we lived across the street from it, and we were <clears throat> we went up to Kennedy. We used to go all the time to play basketball at Kennedy Middle School. Yeah, and um, there's they had this old brick shed, a white brick shed at, at, out in the back of it, and we climbed up and looked inside it, and there was it was full of uh, Kennedy Middle School football uniforms, old helmets, uniforms, jerseys, equipment, all the kind of stuff. So you're saying back in the day before us? Is what oh, you're yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Oh, gotcha, gotcha.
1: Because before us, it was, um. Uh, it was a junior high instead of a middle school. Oh, so it was, um, ninth, it was, um, seventh, eighth, and ninth grade. So in Mm. ninth grade, they actually taught driver's ed, which is why the track had that hill on it. That was because they taught you back in the day with manual transmissions and you had to be able to stall it going up an incline. So Mm. that's what that big Hills for.
2: That's where I drove for the first time was on that track.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I was thinking about taking Jake up there, but it's all fenced in now. You can't get in. Yeah.
2: Lame. Yeah. Were there any clubs that you wanted to join that you didn't ever join? Um, I don't even know. Like, I wish we would have like an, we may, we, maybe we did. I don't know, like an AV club would have been really cool for me. Okay. I would have done that. I'm sure they did. But
1: I think when we were in school, the AV club consisted of, you know, like teacher's pets that you know, had a study hall that could do it. You know what I mean? I don't think it was an actual AV club. Now, now I've talked to some of the people that have kids that go there. Mm -hmm. And now they said like the morning announcements are done by students on camera. So it's like a news kind of thing.
2: Yeah. They even have that. They offer that like as an elective at my son's school, like, or no, it's the high school. They have AV, like as an elective class. Like I was like, that'd be awesome.
1: Imagine if that teamed up with the drama club and actually put on short films. Like that'd be amazing. That would be awesome. So, yeah, when we were in club, we just had like the debate, or we were in school, we had like the debate club and chess club and crap like that. Like,
2: yeah, hmm, I, mean, I
1: guess Marsh and Greg go to a better school than we do because they have a ton of clubs.
2: Karate club, really? <laughs> well, I think our school <laughs> did too, but we just never did them. So. Don't you remember the yearbook when they had all the different club pictures and stuff?
1: Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Well, that's that's a club, the yearbook club. That's that's actually a club.
2: <laughs> I was part of the yearbook for a very short time. Hmm. My uh, 11th grade year, because remember I did a little bit of 11th grade at Rockledge High. You were also on the swim team. Yeah, for a really were you, short time. Where you too. wore
1: Speedos. <laughs> I
2: didn't wear any Speedos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all
1: right. But,
2: yeah. So you're were- I I honestly
1: thought those topics would be talked about more, but
2: but (laughs) they weren't talked. We just didn't didn't do enough in high school, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, we didn't.
1: I mean, ironically, I do think talking about popularity, I do think me and you were somewhat popular in high school.
2: I think we were like, especially when I went to a different high school later, like I wasn't so much popular, but a lot of my friends were. Hmm. And like, I think we were well known. Because we yeah, did a lot of like, performances. We all, uh, yeah. 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 We did a lot of performances in front of the whole school. So, well, because we had really acquaintances
1: being in chorus and drama, we had acquaintances that were really popular that knew us. Yeah. So, through them, people would always like, I noticed everybody would say hi to me in the hallway, but uh, you know, I w- walked in a large group of two. So, <laughs> <laughs> right. You know what I mean, yeah. But well, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> and when I went up to Eisenhower, I wasn't popular at all.
2: Oh, pff, my me. senior year was terrible. I hated my senior year. I hated my junior year, which yeah, was yeah. also at Eisenhower, and that yep. was that was a crappy I, school. I, I didn't really know anybody except you, and that was it. Yeah. <laughs> hmm.
1: Well, so you yeah. knew that one girl. What was that girl's name? I don't know that Who? that chick that you had a crush on. Which
2: one? There was a few chicks I had crush the one
1: on. that did when we did Who's on First. She was the uh, narrator, not the narrator, but oh, the,
2: the, um. I want to say it was like Alejandra or something like that, or like Andrea. Yeah. Andrea, I think was her name.
1: Andrea, what's her last name?
2: I have no idea. Andrea Walker. No idea.
1: I think it's Andrea Walker. If you're listening, come right into the show because Tack had a huge crush on <laughs> you. Okay?
2: Yeah. All right. If you
1: was went to Eisenhower, and Decatur, Illinois, yeah. If you went to Eisenhower, Decatur, Illinois, Tack had a big crush on you.
2: So right into the <laughs> yeah. show
1: and we'll talk about it. All right. So you ready to get back into this? Let's do it. Okay. When we left off. Marsha found out that Mike had been trying to help her behind her back and was pissed. Jeez. Will Mike be able to straighten things out and get Marsha back on track to being the most popular girl in school? School. School. Well, let's get back into this <laughs> All right. scene 15. We open to see Marsha looking in the mirror, wiping tears away when there's a knock on the door. We hear Mike and Carol say, Marsha, Can we come in for a minute? Marsha simply says, doors open. When they come in, Mike immediately apologizes, saying that he was only trying to be helpful when he asked Greg to introduce Marsha to the kids at school. Carol then speaks up, saying, you yourself said you didn't know anybody. Mm. Mike Mike continues saying, it never entered our minds that you wouldn't find friends or be popular. Marcia thinks for a moment and finally says, I guess I'm uptight about it. I'm sorry. She goes on to explain, It just looked like everybody thought I'd be a washout. Carol dismisses this nonsense right away, saying, No way. Not if you'll not if you just be yourself. Marcia continues, saying, I was trying to act mature and sophisticated. She then tells Mike and Carol that she said, I'm looking forward to the intellectual stimulation to Greg's Mm. friends. And when she thinks about it, she gets sick.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) Mike chuckles and tells her, try not to think about it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Best advice ever.
1: (laughs) That's like, I was talking to to Mr. Ellington who will forever be Mr. Ellington to me. He'll never be Glenn. Um, I was talking to Mr. Ellington about, he was our drama teacher in middle school. And, um, Rome, man, Rome busted out with, uh, yeah, Mr. Ellington, it hurts when I talk. And Mr. Ellington (laughs) yells, then shut up. He yells (laughs) really loud. And I told that story to Mr. Ellington. He didn't remember it. And he's like, wow, I was a badass, wasn't I? (laughs) Yes, you were. Yes, you were. (laughs) Carol then gets things back on track to what's truly important, telling Marsha that she'll have lots of friends before she knows it. Mike tells her, especially if she gets involved with school activities. Carol gets excited for some reason when she hears this and tells Marcia to join a club or something that she's really interested in. Marcia smiles and says, well, "That's a good idea." Carol then turns into a high school girl as she asks Marcia, "You really said I'm looking forward to being the?" And then nods
2: when Marcia nods. They all three just laugh. <laughs> Marcia staring at herself in the mirror while she cries. Made me laugh. You know, <laughs> girls girls do that. they be like, they I look do. really hot when I cry. <laughs> they want to make sure they're not ugly crying. I remember that. That was even an episode of Roseanne, if you remember that. No, um, no. I can't remember what that one ugly woman that was on that show Darlene? Was. <laughs> no, not, not the girl. She was one of, like, Roseanne's friends.
1: Oh, I know what you're talking about. The
2: one that looks like a guy?
1: Yeah, the, com- well, the comedian.
2: Yeah, yeah, the comedian. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, yeah. she was like crying and she was coming out of the bathroom crying. She's like, "I'm gonna go back in the bathroom and look at myself in the mirror because I look really hot when I cry." <laughs>
1: That's fine. she looked like Marsha looked like she was really crying. Like there was a couple times where the the tears would sparkle in the in the light,
0: and
1: it's she would acting. reach up and wipe it.
2: Yeah, so, um, kudos to her. Hmm. All uh, right, scene sixteen. Back in the backyard, we see Peter, Cindy, and Bobby hard at work making the volcano. We hear Peter say, more mud, to which Cindy replies, more mud, to which Bobby replies, mud coming up. We pan out to see the scope of the mess they made making this volcano. We also see Greg in the background watching through the sliding door. He walks out in curiosity and asks Peter how he's going to get this volcano to work. Peter dismisses Greg's question, simply replying that he's got it all figured out. When Greg asks how, Peter insists that he's got it all figured out. But when Greg asks a third time, Peter begins yelling at this point, saying he's got it all figured out. Greg smiles and seeing how mad Peter is getting, pauses for a second and says, I see you don't have it all figured out. Bobby, getting defensive of his brother, argues back saying, Sure, he's got it all figured out. And when Greg asks Bobby how he knows, Bobby replies, because he told me. Peter, perhaps feeling more brave with the support of his siblings, points at Greg and says, yeah, you wait and see. Peter then launches again into his explanation, saying little puffs of smoke are going to come out and lava is going (laughs) to ooze all over the place and run down the sides. It's going to be sensational. Greg tells him to let him know when he's got it all figured out and walks away. As Peter watches Greg walk away, he says, more mud to Cindy. As she repeats it to Bobby, Alice comes out onto the patio and asks if they're covering the volcano with mud or is it covering them up.
1: <laughs>
2: hi oh. Bobby speaks up first, saying, we've been working hard, Alice. Alice looks at her watch and says, Well, it's about two hours till dinner, and if you start cleaning up right now, you might possibly make it to dessert. Then directs them inside. As they walk away, Alice looks at the mess and frustrated and says to herself, if they get any more dirt on this fucking patio, I'm going (laughs) to fucking kill them. (laughs) Speaking of Alice, who was it? Jenny
1: that posted on where they, they had used some kind of filter on Alice to give her long hair and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She actually looked kind of hot. like is that right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, she kind of did. Huh. Um, I'd like to know, because I've seen this kind of quote unquote mud before in movies and TV shows. I would love to know how to make it because I still say it looks more like concrete than mud. But I want to know how they did it. Because like, hmm. it's not just mud you can find outside. Mud don't look like that. It almost looks like that mud that you get like a facial. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. No, not not that kind of facial tag. Not the kind you used to oh, get. I'm talking oh. about like mud, where they put mud on your
2: face. Oh, like you get at a spa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like you get it. Never mind. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Look on. <laughs> Scene <laughs> 17.
1: Out in the backyard, we see Greg fixing the swing when Marsha comes up with a soft... Greg, can I talk to you for a minute? That was pretty good, wasn't it? That was, that was, that was, that was
2: yeah. a dramatic pause there. It, it was, wasn't nice.
1: it? <laughs> Greg abruptly asks, What about? Marcia sighs and decides it would be a good idea to sit on the very swing set that Greg's trying to fix. I thought the same thing. I was like, Oh my God, I want to sit on it. As she does, she says, I just want to say, I'm sorry if I made you feel embarrassed. I know you were only trying to help. As she is saying this, Greg starts to smile as he finally relaxes and says, It's okay. But gets firm with Marcia as he says, But for now on, be yourself, okay? Marcia stares at him for a moment and says, I really acted like a jerk in front of your friends. Greg smiles and agrees, saying, Yeah, you did. But don't worry hmm. about it. Sometimes they get kind of jerky too. Marcia smiles at his joke and says, I guess I'll feel more at home after I get to know some kids. Greg agrees and says, sure. Marcia starts to get excited, asking, you know what? I'll get involved with some of the school activities. Maybe join a club. Greg tells her that there's plenty of them. Just look at the bulletin board. First week of school, all the clubs have their notices up. Why is Greg acting like he's like the official representative for the school? (laughs) I mean, he's acting like a guidance counselor. That's a great idea if you check our bulletin board. Like, even when their first day of school, he's like, what do you think of Westdale High School? It's, like, it's not your school, man. Like it's
2: just the school you go to. Like it's not yours. Um well, I mean he's kind of representing He's kind of like a an ambassador for her.
1: I guess, but he's acting like it's his house. Like like mm-hmm. he built it from scratch. Um also I thought it would have been awesome if the swing had come crashing down as she sat on it. <laughs> yeah, that would have been funny. Or if Greg switched on stop, no, 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 get out, get out of my hand. <laughs> ow, ow, ow. Just like just a screw with her. <laughs> that would have been a funny joke yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Hmm. or if he would have just been like I guess I'll wait to
2: fix it <laughs> just really sarcastic
1: or I guess I'm not working on, if, on it
2: you sit on it if you want to I wouldn't but okay <laughs> it's not like I'm working
1: on it she should have sat down on it and when it, all her weight hit she should have been like so what's wrong with the swing
2: <laughs> that would have just been funny Sorry. All right, good. Scene 18. At school we see the bulletin board that Greg was just talking about. We see scuba, archery, ceramics, nursing, poetry, karate, music, composition, and artwork. As the camera pans out, we see Marcia walk up to the board with another girl. Marcia says, "Ceramics, that sounds like fun." The girl tells Marcia that hardly anyone joins that one and points <laughs> out that scuba is one of the most popular clubs. Karate is very popular, too. The girl then abruptly walks away. <laughs> Marcia thinks for a moment, smiles, then begins putting her name on every club's sheet. Oh, shit. Hmm. Man, did you see how long the scuba
1: club's list was? No. Like, they went through the trouble. Like, when the scene first started in pan, I was like, ooh, I want to see which one's popular. Just to see, right? Yeah. And then, like, the list matched what the girl said. Like... That was the longest one. And I think karate was next. It's like, wow, they actually did their homework and had somebody had somebody <laughs> signed a bunch of names on it. So
2: <laughs> kudos. That's cool. I don't know who that chick was, but she was a total dick. She was like, ceramic sounds awesome. She's like, that one's stupid. Nobody likes that <laughs> one. <laughs> and she's like, oh, and then she's like, bye and just walks away. I thought Marsha was going to be herself for now on. Like, she ain't into karate. She ain't into scuba. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> She's just trying to meet people and be popular. And then she'll quit all those stupid clubs. Hmm. Okay. Scene
1: 19. Up in the girls' room, we see Alice making the girls' beds. The door opens and we see Marcia dressed up in a scuba outfit. She walks out with a, hi. Alice doesn't see her and instead goes to another bed as she asks her something. But when Alice turns to see Marcia, she screams hysterically, tossing the blanket up in the air, having it land on her head, causing her to fall onto and off the bed. Whoa. Yeah, right? <laughs> all she needed was dishes, like to juggle while she's <laughs> going down. <laughs> Marcia shows her concern for her maid's safety by laughing hysterically. When Alice, <laughs> when Alice pops her head up, Marsha is still laughing. She pulls her scuba mask off saying, it's me, Alice. Alice chuckles, telling Marsha for a minute she thought she was the creature from the Black Lagoon. Marsha, still laughing, tells Alice that they loaned her the outfit from the scuba club, and she's just seeing if it fits. As Marsha begins trying to walk around in the outfit, Jan walks in, saying, my sister, the frog lady. Hmm. Marsha looks down, saying, it's hard to walk in these flippers. Jan points out that you're not supposed to walk in them. You're supposed to swim in them. Alice points out that it's going to be hard to do it in the bedroom. Jan Hmm. thinks for a moment and asks Marsha why she joined the scuba club. Marsha tells her that she hates the idea of going underwater, but scuba is one of the most popular clubs in school. Hmm. Alice listening to all of this says, maybe so they wouldn't get me into one of those suits. Even if they promised me mouth to mouth resuscitation with Cary Grant. Oh, dang. Or that Ooh. puppet that she played with last season. Oh,
2: my God. I forgot about that. Yeah. Puppet.
1: <laughs> well, first off, I, th- I don't think Marsha enters from the bathroom. I thought she entered either from the bedroom door or the closet. I don't know. You're the one that wrote it. Yeah, but <laughs> I don't think she enters from the bathroom. Why would she get dressed in the hallway? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but anyways, also, um, yeah that, that wetsuit don't fit. It seemed a little loose in some areas. Yeah, well, I mean, because as you know, because we both worked at a surf shop, it's supposed to be form fitting all over. Hmm. Otherwise, it's not going to keep you warm. So,
2: yeah, bullshit. So I did a little bit of a deep dive, no pun intended, on like because I was wondering, <laughs> yeah, because I was wondering why she had the hood. Like I was like, you don't oh yeah, yeah, need a hood. Well, it's because sp- sp- I assumed it's
1: because of the Pacific, and the Pacific has colder temperatures.
2: Oh yeah. Okay, so. Oh, is that what that's you it? found out? Yeah, that's what I found out. <laughs> well, I, well, I looked up, I was, first I looked up like why do they even have hoods. Mm-hmm. And it says for warmth. And I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, well, let me look up the temperature of the Pacific versus the Atlantic. Because like, we know the temperature of the Atlantic. Yeah. It's not cold. You know, no, sometimes it's like bath water. Yeah. But then I looked at the Pacific and it was like, like 20, 25 degrees colder really? than the Atlantic. Yeah. Oh, wow. So like in the summertime, the Atlantic is like. Oh, something like 60 degrees or 70 Well, degrees. Sometimes it gets as high as like 73, 74,
1: 75 degrees. Sometimes it gets really warm.
2: Yeah. Over here, it's yeah. like in the 80s and stuff like that. 70s, yeah. 80s. You know, yeah, It was a good 20 plus degrees colder on the Shit. Pacific side. Yeah. Surprising. Wow. Okay. Scene 20. In the backyard, we see Mike pulling into the driveway. As he closes the door, he notices a target on the fence. Just then an arrow comes out of nowhere and hits a suitcase. Marsha runs up apologizing. Mike, frustrated, says, don't tell me it's the William Tell Club, right? Marsha asks how he guessed, to which Mike replies, I just took a shot in the dark.
1: Ah, Get the pun? (laughs) A shot in the dark?
2: (laughs) And for those concerned, like, it was a suction cup dart, so.
1: And that was a really good suction cup, because it landed on his suitcase And it sucked it like it was perfect. That suction cup didn't suck because it sucked. (laughs) Right. Yes. (laughs) Scene 21 in the family room. Marsha is dressed in a karate gi and with an intense look on her face, she's practicing her punches, yelling out a ha with every punch. (laughs) She runs over to Carol who is sitting reading and with a ha ha. She punches and kicks at Carol, who screams and blocks herself, telling Marcia to watch it. When Marcia hmm. stops, Carol tells her how it must be very noisy in the club with everyone ha ha ing at the same time. Marcia admits that she feels pretty silly doing it. Carol understands her feeling silly, but tells her as long as she enjoys it. Marsha admits that she's not sure she does enjoy it, but also admits that it's a very popular club and lets out another ha. This time Greg enters in time to see it and starts to laugh. He walks into the room with a get a load of you. When Marcia asks him what's so funny, Greg tells her that she just doesn't make the karate scene. Greg then begins to imitate Marcia. Marcia smiles, walks over, holds out her hand to shake it, telling Greg, thanks. And with a flourish, she throws Greg over the ottoman, knocking him onto the floor. All of them are shocked. Even Marsha, who holds her hand up to her mouth and says, it really works. Everyone just laughs. (laughs) Yep. Greg did his own stunt there, too. Hell yeah, he did. If he can surf and smack his head on a rock, he can fall on a fucking ottoman like Dick Van Dyke. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I got to admit, though, when she was practicing, her faces were amazing. That was so funny. <laughs> Kudos to her about, for looking silly, like be willing to look silly like that. Talk about her huh? Yeah. Huh. But also like huh. it my like it was somewhat convincing moves that she was doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's not like we I think Alice had done karate at one scene, right? A long time ago. And it was just <laughs> random like flying around with the hands and stuff like that. But hers looks somewhat convincing.
2: <laughs> yeah. All right. Scene 22. Through the family room, we see Mike and Carol walking through the kitchen into the family room. Mike has a newspaper and is telling Carol how there is a great special on TV tonight. Carol, thinking the same thing, says she read about it, too, and wonders what channel it's on. This is compelling script writing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they both arrive just in time to see Marcia standing on her head. Mike and Carol are both confused as hell, both walking into the family room asking Marsha what in the fuck she is doing. Marsha tells them that she's practicing for the yoga club, and she then asks if she can have a meeting there tomorrow night. Mike says, then we can see the entire yoga club standing (laughs) on their heads? Marcia tells them, not a meeting of the yoga club. It's just the judging committee for the Westdale Boosters. Oh. She goes on to tell Carol and Mike that they're really something special. Carol, growing concerned that perhaps Marcia is spreading herself too thin, asks another club Marcia. Marcia tells Carol that the Boosters are the most popular club and that they only take in 3 freshmen a year and she'll know tomorrow if they accept her. Carol finally asks Marcia, "Honey, Aren't you spreading yourself a little thin? Mike supports Carol by saying, yeah, scuba, archery, ceramics, yoga, karate, and now the Westdale Busters. But is corrected by Marsha, who says boosters. God, you must feel so stupid. (laughs) Dumbass Mike. (laughs) And points out that he left out stamp collecting and drama. When Marsha stands up, Mike tells her she looks a little shorter and they all just laugh. Is that a short joke? Like with Marsha? I mean, I get the
1: joke. She's on her head, so like, okay, she yeah, shrank her shorter. I don't. Know. But he didn't say short; said shorter, <laughs> meaning that <Yeah. laughs> you were, your ass was already short, and now you look shorter. So I just thought that was a funny joke.
2: Marcia explains that she's only doing what they said, getting involved with kids at school. Mike reluctantly admits that they did say that. Marcia then thanks them for a club meeting tomorrow and runs off. After she walks off, Carol quips that the only thing left is the boys swimming team. Mike laughs and says Only gay guys do that. <laughs> only gay guys join that okay, Jimmy. Now you Mike know why I brought it up in
1: intermission so that joke <laughs> would make sense to everybody.
2: <clears throat> <sighs> Jimmy, you sound homophobic. I'm just saying. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't afraid of you joining the swim team <laughs> this is 2021 jimmy
1: that's true <laughs> and that was like 93 so 92 91 <laughs> i can't remember anyways <laughs> oh i put down like Marsha. she really is short i think by the end of the final season she's the shortest brady kid i don't know <laughs> um how how tall do you think Marie mccormick is that's a good question. I would say five two, three, four. Yeah, right on about five foot three, yeah. Oh okay,
2: yeah. Cool.
1: I mean that's I mean, think about how tall five foot three is. That's pretty short. And this was when she was like thirteen. So she had to have been like four foot eleven or something. She was really tiny. I don't think Mike, I don't think Robert Reed was that tall.
2: I think mean, it was like at least six feet. Yeah, but Carol wasn't that tall.
1: <laughs> Carol likes my towers wearing heels.
2: over. Yeah, <laughs> so like she asked them like to have a, a like a meeting at this you know yeah. at home and like yeah. they're like what's it for and they're like it's for this and then she just goes well thanks for the meeting tomorrow bye like they never <laughs> said yes <laughs> yeah that's true
1: and you know, I, I got a feeling something else happens because if you notice later on spoiler alert they have that shit in the backyard don't they <laughs>
2: it's like, i never said yeah
1: to that you get your asses in the backyard
2: you take this shit outside. But it's
1: volcanoes out there. You should have thought about that before you
2: invite all your friends over. See how that works? <laughs> <laughs> scene 23. Oh, wait, one more thing yes, too to yes. point out. Every time somebody has people over, like Alice always has like exactly. hors d'oeuvres or some shit prepared. This time she had nothing prepared. Hell no. Therefore, like it was Alice that dealt with that shit. She, yep. Because Marsha was walking in with fucking seven girls. I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Like, I asked mom and dad if I can have them over. Did they say yes? I I told them I was going to do it. Well, (laughs) I didn't fucking know anything about this outside.
1: Yep, exactly. (laughs) Go outside and play with all your other friends. (laughs) (laughs) With all of your other friends. (laughs) Jan doesn't have to. Jan's taller than you, isn't she? She gets to stay inside.
2: But Alice, you know, I don't have any other friends. I know. I just wanted to hear you say it in front of them. Go outside, dummy. All right. Scene 23. Are your other friends going to join us here too?
1: Oh, that's awesome. Sorry. Go ahead. You guys all remember her last year's birthday party, right? No. Oh, that's right. Because she don't have no friends.
2: Oh, yeah, outside. Go. Oh, that's
1: fine. All right. (coughs) Scene 23 Out in the backyard, we see Peter finishing up his volcano with Bobby, Cindy, and Jan watching. Peter, excited to finally witness this volcano he's been working on, excitedly starts to explain what's going to happen when he touches the two wires together. But Bobby ruins the fun by saying, yeah, yeah, little puffs of smoke will come out. Followed by Cindy saying, and lava will ooze out. With Jan finishing saying, all over the sides of the volcano. Cindy reminds him that he told them a hundred times. Bobby finishes by telling him to do it with the volcano and not with Tack's mouth. I <laughs> don't <laughs> <laughs> you know what that means. No, I don't. <laughs> Peter stops all this by saying, okay... He asks if they're ready. All three nod with Cindy saying they're ready. Peter, with the wires in hands, begins to count. One, on three, he'll touch the wires, which will culminate in this amazing volcano he's been working on for <laughs> so long. He counts. Oh one, I'm so excited. Two. Yeah. But stops again to make sure that they're ready. The three of them get frustrated, saying they're ready and to come on and let's go. Peter Hmm. announces three and touches the wires. We see the volcano. Hmm. Yeah. And nothing. Oh. Peter tries repeatedly to get it to work by touching the wires, but nothing. Hmm. Bobby looks at him and sarcastically says, "Eh, great volcano, Peter. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And soon all three join in, mockingly telling Peter how good his volcano is. Mm -hmm. They All three turn to walk inside as Peter tries in vain to stop them. Peter suggests that maybe it's the battery. And that once he gets a new one, it'll quote unquote work like crazy.
2: (laughs) He was like touching the wires like he touched them again repeatedly. And that went on for like seven minutes of him just touching the wires over and over again. (laughs)
1: He's like, wait a minute, guys. I got something else I'm going to try. And he just touches the wires again. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what? Ooh, we. We. I figured it out. I figured it out. <laughs> Maybe I should and reverse it.
1: And he just switches hands. tries that again. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> uh, I, I thought for sure that they were going to go with the gag where as soon as they were inside, he's out by himself. He was going to touch him and then the volcano would erupt when he was out there by himself. <laughs> I thought for sure they're going to go for that joke.
2: Nope. Nope. The Bradys don't always go for cheap jokes. Huh, most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Scene 24. Looking into... The, <laughs> I don't know why I laughed just then. Looking into the family room through the sliding door, we see Marcia and a bunch of other girls all walking into the family room. Marcia tells the group that she thought it would be nice <laughs> to have the meeting <laughs> out on the patio. <laughs> I, I have an idea. Let's enjoy the night air. Right? <laughs> Okay, great. Let's come out here on the Veranza. <laughs> <laughs> the girls notice Peter's volcano asking what it is. Marsha tells them that it's her brother's volcano. <laughs> the snobby girl asks if they could get rid of it for the meeting, saying it looks dirty. Marsha chuckles, telling them that he's kind of still working on it, and she would hate to have him move it. The girl decides that she guesses it's okay. Marsha tells everyone to take a seat. The girls all sit down with Marcia standing. The leader tells Marcia that they've discussed her application, voted on it, and decided to accept her as a member oh, of the boosters. Awesome. Good for Marcia. Good for Marcia. Marcia says, "Oh wow." <laughs> <laughs> wow. <sighs> as the rest of the girls clap to congratulate her. Marcia decides his speech is in order saying, I don't know what to say except that I'm honored. The leader of the group tells her she should be and reminds her that they are a very special group <laughs> and that they only associate with certain kinds of kids. Marcia confused repeats certain kinds of kids. The leader tells Marcia, "You know, kids who are are equals, you know." Yeah. She goes on to say that they can only date boys who are lettermen on teams or in the top 10 of their class. Wow. She goes on to explain something else, but here's Peter whistling as he's walking up carrying a large battery for his volcano. Marsha turns to see Peter and tells him that they're having a meeting. Peter simply waves and tells them, that's okay. And that he just <laughs> wanted to see if, if the new battery works. I thought that was awesome. marcia nervous looks between peter and the leader (laughs) that's fun to say (laughs) (laughs) looks between peter and the leader of the group until the leader finally begins speaking again she says as i was saying we have a certain image to present Mm. so you'll have to check with us on what you wear Mm. marcia (laughs) seeing this as ridiculous as what i wear as Marcia contemplates how she's going to tell this bitch off. She's like, I'm Marcia fucking Brady. You understand that? You, you get that, right? <laughs> Perhaps you've heard of me last year at junior high. No. <laughs> Peter interrupts, telling them all to come over and watch his volcano. All the girls get up and walk over to watch. And with a, here she goes, Peter touches the two wires. We see a spark. Ooh. There's a puff of smoke, just like like he's, I know. And as soon as Peter sees it, he is in complete awe of his creation. That's cool. It works. It works. Getting more and more excited. He yells out. Now watch the lava ooze out. (laughs) We see even more smoke coming out and even more noise coming from his volcano. Oh no. The leader of the group asks, do we have to be interrupted by that childish toy? You know, she thought that shit was cool
1: trying to play it off like she thought it was childish.
2: As soon as she says this, muddy lava begins spraying out of the top of the volcano and all <laughs> over the girls and they begin to scream, all scream, and they're all completely <laughs> covered in mud. Marcia slips and falls before finally yelling at Peter to turn it off. Peter laughing mine. <laughs> First of all, the- Marcia was laughing the whole time. She was, yeah, yeah. Peter, laughing (laughs) maniacally, simply answers, Boy, did it ever work! As he watches all the lava spew out of the volcano, Marcia takes one look at the leader of the group and how ridiculous she looks covered in mud begins to crack up. The leader of the group gets furious after realizing what happened, yelling, You stupid kid! Without skipping a beat, Marcia says, You want to see something stupid? You should see your face! (laughs) <laughs> then begins to crack up. Carol runs to the door to see what all the excitement is about, and her mouth drops. She looks outside, sees the volcano, and Peter holding the two ends of the wire, along with all the, quote, lava, and the girl's covered in it, and asks, What in the world happened? What? <laughs> <laughs> We got uh, detective Carol on the case. (laughs) Yep. Mm -hmm. I brought it that way on purpose
1: just because of how ridiculous.
2: What happened? (laughs) What do you think? She she pulls out her notepad and starts walking around. Okay. (laughs) So (laughs) you're covered in mud. I see. (laughs) And then they're all like, mom, all it was was like, no, 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 no. We don't have volcanoes in
1: Los Angeles. Stop that.
2: But see what happened? I get no, no, no! I'll figure it out. (laughs) Hold on, I'll be the one to tell you what happened. Uh, Detective Carol on the case. It's going to be our new thing. It's going to be awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Alice looks like she's about to pass out at the mess that has been made. (laughs) She did, yeah. Peter runs up saying that his volcano works. (laughs) 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 I'm reading phonetically. Alice answers, Yeah, like Mount Vesuvius. This entire time, Marcia is still laughing. Peter yeah. thinks for a moment, saying he probably needs a smaller battery. As Peter runs off to get a smaller battery, Alice runs off saying, I'll get some towels, Mrs. Brady. Carol chuckles. The leader of the group, growing tired of Marcia laughing, says, If you think this is so funny, I'm not sure you're the type for the boosters. <laughs> Marcia agrees, saying, I'm sure she's not the type because I do think this is funny. Frustrated, the leader says, come on, boosters, let's go. As the girls begin to leave, Carol comes out saying they're getting them towels. The leader stopishly says, no, thank you, Mrs. Brady, and walks off. In a huff! <laughs> As they walk over, Carol and Marcia begin to laugh. <laughs> Marcia also begins to tell Carol that her and Mike were right about her overdoing it. She goes on to explain that she was doing anything and everything just to be popular. Really? Carol quips. (laughs) Damn. Oh, yeah. Whoa. Mike's like, like what? (laughs) And and then Greg walks out. Yeah, like, like what? Like to girls? (laughs) Yes. And he gives her a high five. Well, hopefully not everything. And they both just laugh. (laughs) Carol replies. Well, dear, you were trying for instant popularity. Like we said, just be yourself and you'll be popular, dirty, but popular. (laughs) (laughs) What's funny is that and the
1: previous one where she's like, hopefully not everything. Those were real lines from the show. Like that wasn't us being perverted.
2: We didn't have that in. Marcia then announces (laughs) that she's giving up all clubs except for one that she really likes. Ceramics. Hmm. Looking at how messy Marcia is, Carol asks, they use clay and ceramics, don't they? They both just laugh and walk into the house, hmm. not caring that they're tracking mud everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and poor Alice is like, stop walking. God um, damn And She just slams it down. I'm fucking done. I'm going to kill God. you. <laughs> <clears throat> um,
1: I thought it was a nice sparking effect. I don't know how they did it, but I thought it was nice. It obviously wasn't from the wires. But yeah,
2: yeah, it was like cartoon. Or it or looked like, yeah,
1: it looked like it was drawn on, but it was a good effect though. Um, yeah, I thought "Dirty But Popular" was funny. Um, yeah, Peter sounded like on some parts it sounded like his audio was dubbed.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You notice noticed that, that
1: too. too? Mm-hmm. Um, but also on some of the girls, the mud's already dried. Like it wouldn't dry that quick.
2: Yeah, it's true. Because they've been
1: sitting in the volcano. If it dried that quick, then the volcano wouldn't have worked. You know what I mean? Because who knows how long the yeah. butt's been sitting in the volcano, so. it's true.
2: <clears throat> so, I like how they waited until they all came over to Marsha's house just to tell her that they accepted her. Yeah, right. Like, how awkward it would have been. I and mean, they're just like, <laughs> and so now we're here. We're like, nope, you're not one of us. And I'm like, no. Oh, but cool. do you have hors d'oeuvres? <laughs> <laughs> and do kids really say kids that often? Like, do they I, say, I don't like, think
1: as they're, ref- they don't refer to themselves as a kid, I wouldn't think.
2: Because this like is like
1: like the debutantes, pretty much. But I don't yeah, think debutants refer
2: themselves as kids. <laughs> yeah, they were saying something like kids, like with the other kids, like I don't remember <laughs> what it was, but well, they yeah. say stuff like, you know, we only associate with kids like
1: us. Yeah, yeah, you're in high school. Kids, like, what are you talking about?
2: Yeah, it's just kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the Maimie girl was laughing when the mud was falling I all over her. I noticed that. Everything. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, and then then she got mad when she had to say her line, but she was like laughing and giggling and yeah. <laughs> and Marsha laughed maniacally like a fucking For sociopath. Like two like minutes to, straight. It was weird. Was it like, was like Wah. the same. It was the same maniacal laugh she did, like when she scared Alice too earlier. She's like, like she was like turning into sociopath or something. Well, no, she, she, she learned, learned that shit from Vincent Price. yeah Yeah, it's like there's mud everywhere isn't there
1: (laughs) just like my cave (laughs) come on oliver (laughs) all right scene 25 out in the backyard alice has come back with the towels she goes to pick up the wires and the two touch on accident once again Hmm. there's a puff of smoke Oh, just like he said. Yeah. Alex looks confused seeing it. Finally, lava begins to... Sp- <laughs> lava begins spewing once again out of the top of the volcano. As soon as Alice drops the wires, the spewing stops. Alice stands there for a minute in shock, finally saying, He was right. It really works. <laughs> I, know, I don't know if you noticed, but when she goes to pick it up, the wires are already wrapped together. Uh-huh. <laughs> so... That doesn't really make a whole lot. Peter never wrapped the tires like that. Peter never wrapped the wires like that. So it was kind of dumb. But anyways. <clears throat> and that's the end of the episode. And the
2: end of the episode. All right. That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jimmy. I got something to read to you. Uh, is it another synopsis? <laughs> it's episode five. Here we go. <clears throat> Welcome to a very... No, I'm just kidding. So it's an email. Okay. This is from Rob Hines. Okay. And Rob Hines says, Hi, guys. Hi. I enjoy the podcast a lot. Since it's coming up soon, the, the show must go on. Look for Robert Reed possibly flipping off Carol or the crew while he's reading the newspaper. It's subtle, but he's a master. Ha-ha. Huh. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, so he is referring to Season 4, Episode 7, The hmm. Show Must Go On. So okay. we're not there yet. We'll be there in a few weeks. Nice. But that's interesting. That is. I <clears throat> have to look out for that, Rob. Appreciate yeah, right? you pointing that out. That's awesome.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's like him saying, it's six o'clock in the goddamn morning.
2: Which... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 Hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, listeners, (laughs) that's funny. We had fun here today. Don't be offended. We do love the show. We're not racist or sexist. No, we are not. Uh, But we would like to personally thank our producers from
1: Patreon. Without you, this could not be possible. We're talking about um, our producers, but also to Jiminy, to uh, Jenny and Jim, Uh, (laughs) because they're the OPs and uh, they're the ones that spearheaded even having a Patreon. So, uh, for that, we'll always be thankful.
2: Mm-hmm. And we got some homework assignments. Indeed we do. So the first one is, is go check out the website at averybradypodcast.com Also do a rate and review on Apple Podcast,
1: Podchaser and CastBox.
2: Tell two friends about the show or like Jimmy always says tell two enemies if you don't like it. Or your in-laws.
1: <laughs> Send an email hmm. to the show. <laughs> Send an email to the show and tell us how you like or dislike the show at
2: averybradypodcast.gmail.com That's right. Just like Rob Hines did. Exactly. We can join the Facebook group and join in the conversation and the fun at a very Brady Facebook group, which also Jenny and Jim, I forgot, but I appointed them as uh, group
1: experts. Good. Perfect. (laughs) Yes. So uh, congratulations to you guys for rising to that level. (laughs) I'm sure you want to thank all the little people, Gary Coleman, Mickey Mouse, Marsha, but. (laughs) You know. Anyways. <laughs> um also you know c- c- keep an eye out because uh we got some interesting people joining that Facebook group. we do uh, and that's Indeed that's we where we're gonna leave it but um yes but keep your <laughs> eyes open because we got some interesting people joining um so yeah <clears throat> if you'd like to be a producer check out our patreon at www.patreon.com slash a very brady podcast
2: and check out our Instagram at A Very Brady Podcast. Follow us on Facebook and get real-time updates. And go check out theretronetwork.com. Yes. Check that out.
1: There's a reason we joined it. If you like this show, trust me, you'll like everything that The Retro Network does. They're the ones that were behind the, the contest we did. Um, they have a lot of shows that are similar to this. If you like the the nostalgic feel of this, you'll love The, the Retro Network. <clears throat> check out our T Public Store for some merchandise. The link is in the description of this episode. And I'm wearing one of the shirts now. See? see, see.
2: Oh, Oh, your little tank top version of it. Nice. All right. And more importantly, go watch the Brady Bunch. And Jimmy is going to tell you all about what's going to happen on the next episode. And he's going to do it like he's from New York.
1: Okay. On the next episode, which is season four, episode five, Cyrano de Brady. Peter has a crush on Jan's new friend, but every plan to impress her backfires. Hmm. Inspired by Cyrano de Bergerac, or Roxanne, <laughs> he, uh, he launches a final plan to win her over with Greg's help, but it also backfires when she falls for Greg instead. Ooh, spoiler alert! See, he should have got lessons from Bobby, right? Ah, yeah, because remember when he was acting like he was had a crush on. Acting in air quotes, like he had a crush on Cindy. Hmm. Yes. Cool. Well, Well, I guess I guess that is it. Yeah, that's it, man. That's it. Cool. Well, unless you have anything else, um,
2: I have been Jimmy and I've been Tech. And this has been a Very Brady Podcast. And we will see you on another Sunshine
1: Day. Keep smoking. This has been a presentation of the Retro Network.